Hey mates, welcome to another episode of Hughes Interviews in Isolation special. Uh, I'm joined today by uh, over the phone by Rob Tripolino. Thanks for joining me, Rob. Hey, thank you very much for having me. This is nice to be able to be, uh, you know, speaking to you. Hopefully one day we can do this in person real soon. It looks like things are, are moving that way. Fingers crossed we uh, we keep uh, keep the good work going. It would be nice to be able to hug someone again. Absolutely, but I <laughs> <laughs> Something to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> I have Rob on today, uh, not only to talk about his journey so far, but he's also one of the creatives of a fantastic program called Hope New Works. Um, now, Rob, am I right in saying that Hope New Works is uh, an online format to, to trial and um, workshop new Australian musicals? It is, it, and it, look, it became an online format. It, it kind of was birthed out of response to, you know, the pandemic that we all are so aware of right now. It was, it was basically uh, an idea that uh, James Miller, um, who, you know, is, is, quite a, is quite a name in our, our industry um, here, and he basically, it, it started with a Facebook post uh, in response to all of the kind of, um, closures and you know uh, talks of having to isolate and self-isolate blah 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 and basically I think he, he put the feelers out to his his community and it was through Facebook that basically he said you know we, we should be still developing and you know similar to like chefs mm. who are out of work but they'll cook at home you know I think it's it's uh, he was concerned for his fellow you know mm. peers and colleagues and friends who uh, he was kind of just uh, sympathising and empathising with the well-being, you know, mentally as well, like that the effect of all of this stuff that's going on um, can have on us and also bleed into our careers. So basically he, he put out there, hey, like I want to do this thing, let's do it, um, let's start, you know, workshopping new ideas and, and if anyone's got any musicals or, or plays or anything really um that can be developed um hit me up and i think he got such an overwhelming response um i i think it's like a a casual like 200 people put their hands up and he just kind of james went okay that Uh, that exploded well i'm locked into it now (laughs) yeah and so and at the time there was there was still i think at the time it was like you could still have 500 people uh in at an event um, I think we were back there, and um, so I'd actually, because my father down, I'm in Geelong at the moment, that's where I'm staying, um, that's where I'm locked down, um, so I went to visit my folks, and long story short, Geelong is where my father's um, Palais Theatre is, mm. and so it's just been sitting there. We actually did one event ourselves before all the closures, so we kind of opened it as quickly as we closed. You um, and, you um, spent a bit of time redoing that whole theatre, didn't exactly, you? Exactly, yeah, exactly right. We've, we've been like refurbishing it and redeveloping it um, to become a theatre again, and that's actually why I put my hand up um, to James. I actually, I said to him, you know, we've got a we've got a venue here. It's in Geelong, but it is you know just a simple key lock open and it's yours if you need it for these developments and so that's how i kind of came on board the process Mm. of hope and um it was originally as an offer of a venue and basically you know we all came down we had a team meeting it was myself um christian cavallo who's also a geelong uh geelong kind of born and bred Mm -hmm. uh, human and um and james came down and we had a meeting and then all of a sudden obviously the closures kind of came uh, tighter and tighter and we weren't actually allowed to have anyone in a venue so the venue that I so offered basically was off the cards but <laughs> I, I offered to remain 
um, as a as a team player because obviously going mm. back the initial response was so big. So we we ended up now we're actually a team of four. Um, Meg Dale, uh, who oh, is a legend, stage, absolute legend, yeah, absolute legend, stage manager, director, producer, extraordinaire. She's um, offered up her services as well. So between the four of us, mm. um, we have kind of teamed up to help you know help James's vision with right. uh, with Hope New Works, and well, it's been great. I mean, we've, we've got we've got about uh, ten works in our program at the moment, um, and so we've developed. I think we just discovered we're about halfway through developing it, and we're, we've all got our, our roles and our duty. And you know, I've, I've become an editor extraordinaire. This is what you know. <laughs> COVID-19 has turned me from actor to editor. It's a good and, uh, uh, crash course, well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, though. But like anyone, I'm sure, you know, like anyone who's fortunate enough to be in the position, you know, um, that you can have the time to, say, upskill or, or, you know, or do something that you haven't had time to do that, you know, that basically this self-isolating or having to stay in, or, you know, in your own little bubble for a while, like it's caused me to be able to, have time to do something I've never wanted to do. I actually quite enjoy it. Um, and so I've been able to help out there, but it's been a great, a great experience. And mm. I think the people who are, who have written the shows and the actors who are contributing to the shows, uh, the amazing thing is, is they're getting just as much out of it as you would from a normal workshop experience. And I say normal in, in the means of that it's a, a physical collaboration that you're actually there mm. in a room. And so ho- look, hopefully we're like hope new works basically rides the wave of the pandemic. You know, if things start opening up, we, we've had discussions that maybe we can start kind of, you know, we want, we want to, you know, be cautious of, you know, with of everything, course, even though they're, they're saying we can, but we want to kind of ease into bringing people back into the room and, and, you know, back into the, theatre, well not back into the theatre, to actually have people in the theatre for the, for the first, first time, time. <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of, it's, it's been a, it's been a um, look, I mean, excitement and silver lining is, is that this whole project has come about from a bad, you know, a bad thing happening, mm. and that's kind of special in, in itself, you know, and, and you know, someone, I'd read that someone had said, you know, the amount of great things that have come out of prior, not like, you know, catastrophes being a big word, but like, just prior like circumstances you know be it in our past or, or beyond our time you mm. know like going back even you know 1950s 60s like you know even like wartime where the amount of great art that comes out of those terrible scenarios is always yeah. something we look back on and i think um hopefully just like even beyond our own tiny project here but hopefully that's what will happen with the arts anyway um in regards to that and so yeah but that's basically where where that's coming from that's been that's been taking up a lot of uh, a lot of my my time at the moment in, a, in yeah. a good way which is good keeps you busy keeps you out of trouble yeah that keeps me off the streets not that I could but no it's been it's been great I've, I've actually really enjoyed it and it, it makes me feel like I'm um, you know I, I always I have a knee jerk reaction to not being able to do anything I have to kind of have have something going I have to have mm. my, my brain going in some sort of uh, endeavour you know especially an artistic one so mm. this I think serves as a great as a great means for that. Great. Um, so that's basically an incredible overview of what Hope New Works is. Now, how does it work? Can you break that down for us? Um, I'm currently yeah. doing the Lorelei and the Siren one, so I've had the first rehearsal read through, which is pretty cool. But what? Yeah. So it starts with a rehearsal. Well, I mean, a casting then a rehearsal. But take it away. Yeah, exactly right. So basically, I mean, like because I mean, the people that put their hands up were writers, directors, actors. Um, you know, uh, basically a, a whole bunch of different uh, collaborators put their hands up when James initially put up his post and, and whatnot. And obviously those people kind of 
you know, if there was actors there that put their hands up, then we, uh, you know, as a casting kind of bracket, obviously it's to, it's to develop the work. So um, basically it doesn't really matter, like, in, in regard to it. Doesn't, you don't have to be the actual, say, the character brief, like if you're old man or something. <laughs> it doesn't matter if, say, you or I were playing that role. As long as, you know, you were, you were keen to be part of the process. Funny you say that, Rob. I'm actually playing an old hippie. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... I gotta say, <laughs> this, this is it now. This is us. I'm old hippie as well. <laughs> this is where we're at now. This is what this is what the pandemic's done to us. It's aged us terribly. <laughs> we're all our our inner grandpa comes out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Though I've been wearing slippers more than ever, and I, I, no one should be doing that. Like, oh my gosh! But look, but basically, it is that that in kind of you know the actors get cast, the, the directors get put on the show if they if they're already not like in collaboration with the writer mm-hmm. um so similar to any workshop really it's just, except that we're we're um facilitating it uh, digitally so you'll do as you're aware you'll mm-hmm. do kind of like a development rehearsal via you know we're using zoom i don't know if you've heard of that zoom sorry what i use skype <laughs> oh how dare you how dare you throw another how dare you throw another competitor in there does anyone um, use skype though real talk well, to be honest, like my brother and I were having these meetings the other day and I feel like we used every other meeting, like every person we met with, it was like Google Meet, there was something called like WebEx, there was like, there's a whole bunch out there, but my only go-to I knew was Zoom because yeah. everyone was using it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, exactly. But Skype, I don't know. Probably not. But sorry, I interrupted you, continue on. <laughs> no, you're fine. But basically, back onto the process is that once you rehearse it and have a few read-throughs, then then... Uh, people from the Hope team, which is usually either myself, Christian, Meg, or James, will come in and record the final reading. Mm-hmm. And so, and say for the purposes of like our chats, like it's a musical, then what we'll do is we'll record the entire book as a read-through play. So the lyrics will be read, mm-hmm. um, and the stage directions will be read, and or, or not. It depends on how the director and writer want it to be. At the end of the day, it's it's the the kind of the archival footage that we create at the end of this is for the writer it's solely for the writer to have and do with as they intend to and as is clear to everyone involved which might be you know that they want to pitch it to producers or whatnot so they'll come out of it Mm. with a recorded version of their development and so and that literally means that we we record the zoom read and if it's a musical we get the actors we go through this whole it's actually a really cool process and you know if if we were to stay digital for the rest of our days, which hopefully we don't, it's it's kind of been a lot of fun. And that is that the actors will sing to um, tracks sent by the musical director and writer. And then um, this is where my editing skills have had to take a massive <laughs> upskill. And that is that I will then blend it all together so that people in different areas, as, you, as you're seeing all over, you know, Facebook and whatnot, where people are singing in their homes and then you put them together and it's an amazing harmony. Yeah. And, um, and so we do that, but in the world of the new work development. And it's a great way for the writer to hear their songs um, and just and to see how it kind of flows in the script and out. And, you know, we, we do work hard to make sure that it does flow as seamlessly as it would if mm. it were being performed live. Yeah. Um, so, but that's basically the end result, uh, which, you know, which then hopefully the writer can take away. But the, the, that's the end result. The actual journey is the most important part, though, which is probably something you're going through at the moment, which yep. is the back and forth between the writer and the creatives and the actor's feedback towards the text. Um, so really, it's, it's in a nutshell, it's basically a giant digital workshop where we offer a, 
a uh, end res- like you know an, an end result package for the rights that's a kind of uh, have because I think it's it's actually one thing that we you know other than someone say just recording with their camera the, the live workshop reading it's kind of cool that it's kind of cool content there for the writer to have where you see a zoom read turn into uh, a musical sung through or you see a play with you know just fully read through and mm. and yeah so that's ba- that's basically the pro- the creative process of it great and yeah. it's so beneficial to just- just, I mean, even just having other people reading out the lines to see what their interpretations are. Exactly. I think there was one group, I don't know if it was yours, but there was one group where the director made the actors all swap roles about three three rehearsals in. Oh, wow. And and it was basically because they were getting into a routine. Um, and so, and of course, it's about the text and about mm. how it reads. So they did a test where it was like, well, it could still read well and we will be able to encounter problems if not if we all read something that we're not familiar with because um you know as in familiar with via osmosis but nothing you've delved into as in like this is my character yeah like what's this true line for me how am i am i discovering it on the on the fly or do i already know what's happening exactly which is which is something that you could achieve in a physical workspace as well but it's just great that we're we're able to access these kind of, you know, development uh, skills and tools to use anyway in a digital format. So it kind of gives light that what we're doing isn't like B grade. It's actually, I mean, like I said, obviously we'd love to all be physically in the room together, but the Mm. fact that these people are developing their works quite efficiently through this is amazing. And we, and we weren't expecting that we were Mm. just, you know, hoping, I mean, James was obviously just hoping to help people stay creative and, and function, but we're actually um, really helping the pieces as well, which is great. So it's beyond, you know, the, the mental health of the people actually doing yeah. it, and now it's it's become creative again, which is you know unreal. It's, it's exactly what you want. And do you do you guys want the Hope New Works kind of uh, facilitating aspect of it to continue on in the future when we all can be in the same room together, or is it just a COVID special I, appearance? I mean, it literally at the moment, it's very much a uh like pandemic uh scenario where you know if if we get to a point where later days i mean we we actually haven't really delved on that conversation we're we're kind of just riding the wave that this was born through the pandemic and it might die with the pandemic (laughs) and um you know it's it's something though that i think would never have happened if it if we weren't forced into this scenario. So I think it's definitely something we'll debrief on when it gets to that point. I mean, you know, we're, at the moment we've capped it at um, the 10 works that we've got. And I think that's also just for our, our sanity as volunteers yeah. as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work, um, you know, and um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of time and a lot of hours that, you know, obviously we love doing it and we, you know, that's, we wouldn't do it if we um, didn't want to, but it is one of those things where, I think, you know, it's a good thing going and it's, it's like we would, we would seriously consider it. But you never know. I mean, like, I think we have definitely created something that has potential to see itself past, um, you know, the current circumstance we're in. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, that would be a great side effect of, of COVID-19. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I love that you said side effect. Side effect. <laughs> <laughs> like you get this, you, you'll get this, which is really bad. But you'll get but, it musical. Oh, okay. I like that. Gotta look for those silver linings, Rob, you know? <laughs> no, it's good. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun and it's it's all you know, it's always nice to do something that helps people. Exactly. Exactly. Now um for uh, people who aren't aware, how do they follow the journey of Hope New Works or or, you yeah. know, um, get in touch with the, the creatives of it. 
I mean, the, the most the most uh, accessible is obviously your, your Facebook or all over Facebook. If you just look up Hope New Works, HopeNewWorks.com is our web, website. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Instagram. So Christians basically set up set us up on every social media um, outlet, which is amazing um, to have that skill set behind us. So mm. he's yeah, but all the information is really on the website, which is HopeNewWorks.com. Great. So check that out if you're interested. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Now, uh, let's uh, turn our attention on to you, Rob. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, you're a pretty prolifically working uh, musical theatre performer. Uh, you've also dabbled in a f- bit of film and TV, but you're, you, you know, you haven't stopped there. You're, you're also a, um, a writer uh, too. Um, but we're going to get to that. How did it all I start? I to be all these things you're saying. <laughs> you are. You're going to have to cop it. It's on your CV. Um, <laughs> um, so it, I'm guessing it all started in, in Geelong. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's yeah, that's where I'm from, and that's where I, I trained as a. I mean, to blah 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 about me. I, I trained as a ballet dancer for a lot of my life um, down here in Geelong. And long story short, um, you know, and as you know of know of this institution, mm. um, it led me into the Victorian College of the Arts because at about 18, I was when I graduated high school. Mm. I had auditioned for the Australian Ballet School, and I uh, got rejected three years in a row. Oh, no. And, um, and that was that was up until I was 18 years old. So three solid rejections, and I was like, mm, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> and so my drama teacher during high school had said, why don't you, um, like, you know, I'd started getting into theatre at school and whatnot, but I was never I was never one to want to pursue musicals, mm. ironically. And, um, you know, I picked up the guitar, and I enjoyed playing in bands and, and singing. I started singing through playing in bands. It was never through musical theatre. Right. But then there was my drama teacher. Um, I was a Geelong College boy here, down here. And uh, Deb, her name was, and still is. Um, <laughs> she hasn't the, changed it. <laughs> uh, Deb, Deb actually said, why don't you um, kind of, you know, forge it all together and audition um, for the VCA? And so at first I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, because I was – basically always just learning dance i said i'd rather go for the dance course at vca and when the audition came about i got glandular fever oh no as, as everyone does during school yeah i got you one know, in like, year 12 as well you got glandular like i got it for all of term three or someone goes oh. i had it for all of year nine <laughs> cool man and so i actually got it and it knocked me out of the audition so i couldn't audition for the dance course for vca so then uh, Deb said, why don't you learn a monologue and learn a song from a musical and audition for the the musical theatre course, the new right. one, as it were. At the time. Yeah, very first uh, so, intake. Yeah, well, yeah, and long story short, I auditioned. I sang um, uh, The Kite from oh, Your Charlie Good Man, Brown. Charlie Brown. Amazing. And That's I a pretty think, tough song to audition with. Yeah, it, but you know what? It was either that uh, but, and my second song was uh, One Song Glory from Rent. I, I can tell you that I didn't have the range then. <laughs> and I, I, I did it for my Whopper audition, the yeah. Western Australia one. And I should not have picked that song. And I don't know why I still kept it in my repertoire for VCA because I'm so glad they didn't ask for it because I can tell you now, I, would, I don't know how I've come <laughs> to do some of the roles I've done thus far. <laughs> After, if you heard that audition, oh but uh, look, I was really fortunate. I got in, and um, they, yeah, they had a lot of time for me at the VCA. And as mm. you know, it's it's you know then three years of mm. training, and so that kind of got me out of Geelong and into Melbourne, and then mm. and that Melbourne. in your third year, 
uh, you collaborated with a fellow student to do the first iteration of Dream Song. Was that your first yeah. major show and you wrote? That was wrote? a lot of fun. We were actually, it was really fun. It was, you know, and I'd always enjoyed writing as a, you know, like folk singer, I mm. guess, like guitar and songwriting, but never in musical theatre. And actually, Hugo Chiarella, who I studied with, um, he approached me and said, I've written this musical. Um, and this was probably middle of second year, mm. uh, around about when we first kind of, when he's, when he first, uh, talked to me about it, he said, I've written this musical and I've written a few songs. So he'd done the whole thing and he sent it to me and, and it was only like rough drafts. Mm. And, um, and I had a listen, I was like, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, it needs like a pop score and you, you know, you play guitar and, and whatnot. Do you mind, like, could you write some songs? And I'd, I'd never written a musical ever, like <laughs> nor ever thought about it. And I was like, okay. Um, and he's like, I've written the lyrics. He's like, I've got lyrics, so you just have to write the music. And so I thought, okay, this is new to me. Mm. And long story short, we penned we penned a song which, in the show, I mean, in a nutshell, the show's dream song is about this uh, mega church that goes bankrupt, so they stage the second coming of Christ mm. and market him as a pop star. That, that's the show in a nutshell. That's the pitch. That's the pitch line. That's the elevator and, pitch. Uh, and so, basically, the first song we ever wrote for it was when the song that Hugo approached me for, and that was called Just Have Faith. Oh, and that's a banger. That fake, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Act 1 finale now, and it's it's what fake Jesus sings to the world as he's, you know, proving that he's risen. And, uh, you know, and he wins everyone's hearts with such a, a hit kind of Justin Bieber-esque song and mm. whatnot. Um, and so I penned that song, and we showed, um, you know, our coordinators, Margot and Martin at the time, and they really loved it. And, and actually, it got such a positive response from VCA that Margot and Martin obviously had a conversation and then came to Hugo and I and said, what would you do if, you know, could you write this over your summer break mm. and we will put it on as a third-year musical alongside the other two musicals that we're going to do. West Side and Story so and City of Angels. You're in good yeah, company. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly right. And so that was kind of, it was really cool and it was an opportunity, you know, that, I, I will never forget um, because it was supported by everyone involved with the VCA at the time, and mm. and um, it was just such a special experience. And also, I've never, I probably it was one of those moments where your work ethic hits three hundred percent. Like yep. we had to write a show in three months, which you know seems like a long time, but really, it actually was really hard. It was you know, and, one, and mind you, I was used to writing you know verse, chorus, verse, chorus. <laughs> so this was like verse into weird kind of like musical story change verse mm. into you know a, a, some sort of similar chorus but it's different in the second chorus like it was very you know obviously with musicals it's kind of the the barriers of a, of a standard pop song are lifted mm. and you tend to uh you know free reign a little bit more if you want to and that's kind of the way we were going because we wanted it to you know be exciting and new and so we we wrote the whole thing and then we put it on the 30 of us students um yeah uh did the show at vca and it kind of you know it was such a special like everyone everyone still you know remembers it and a yeah. lot of my my colleagues and mates from that year um still remember that as like such a such a lovely time and, and it was just everyone was so supportive it was great and you know and we learned so much which is the most important thing yeah and yeah and then dream songs basically it's had a few reincarnations ever since which has also been really yeah. amazing which is great absolutely what you want <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, right, the show, the show that keeps on giving. Although in saying that, we, Hugo and I, you know, we've, we've kind of dabbled in, in other projects ever since. We, you know, we it's very dear to us, that show, but we're also, you know, like anyone, you want to expand your horizons yeah. and basically, you know, we've been focusing on other things as well. You don't want to be but a one-hit wonder. 
No, exactly, exactly. And that's even if it's a hit. Like, <laughs> so you just don't want to be a one-wonder. <laughs> a one-wonder. Or, or you don't even want to be a one. Eh. No, exactly, exactly. People's going, I wonder what happened to them. That's what they're saying. <laughs> or who? No, you don't. <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but it was great. So onto your performing side of things, you've uh, you've been in a range of roles, going from Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, all the way to you know uh, newer shows like uh, you were the original Australian Omar and Aladdin, um, yeah. even new Aussie musicals that you didn't write, like Ned the Musical. Um, do you want to? Yes. Did you? Uh, uh, Ned seemed like a really special experience, seeing as a lot of your uh, you know long term friends were in the show with you. How was that experience? And you know what, it was actually, it was really uh, wonderful to be able to, one, support a new musical that wasn't mine, mm-hmm. and also have it have it see the light of day. Like, it was in Bendigo, and it was at the Alumbra Theatre, and you just, like, the town just, or the city, I should say, just just supported it 100%, and it was, it was new work, and everyone was so talented, and like you just said, like, there was actually a lot of familiar faces, which is kind of rare, like, it's, mm. it's rare to to get into a circumstance in any means where you're surrounded by people who, you know, you worked with or, or studied with. And so, you know, about like 50% of that cast were were people that I had gone through VCA with. So it was, mm. it was even more special. And, and the thing about the Ned Kelly story was all our characters were, were family. And so it goes to show that like, you know, sometimes obviously, you know, the skill of the actor is to... Uh, pretend and, and let the audience believe, but it was actually really nice that we all genuinely had that family connection ingrained in us just yeah. by growing up together and going through, you know, um, DCA together because some of that stuff you can't really fake and it's in the, the devil's in the detail with that and it just made made it such an enjoyable experience because really the key for us was to relax and just enjoy the ride and yeah. and and. The, and with that, and then plus the you know the amazing response it got. It actually, I do. I still to this day think it's a musical that should see more light of day. Yeah, hopefully um, it will. Outside of Bendigo, because it was really special. Yeah, it was. It was a great show. <laughs> yeah, and and it's just like you know, it was just really well crafted. The, the content is you know is so um, uh, you know viable to any kind of audience. You know, you and, can treat yeah. it as an education if you want. You can tr- just treat it as entertainment or as a badass story or you know there, it was just like it was uh, a, a, just a really fun experience all around but yeah like you said that the main thing was was that I got to kind of rekindle um, my uni friendships uh, through it through the work and it also helps your work as well when you're yeah. relaxed as we know yeah, oh yeah um, now I guess on the flip side of, of doing a show in Bendigo um, you toured around just about all of Australia for a quite a long period of time with Aladdin what's how do you how do you stay fresh and motivated and and into a role when you're when you're doing it for years. Yeah, I hear, and it was yeah, it was a good. It was I think over two years I did it, eight shows a week. It was look, it was a lot of fun. But one, you're absolutely right in, in bringing up how how do you keep this alive? Because yeah. uh, you know it, it does it, it gets so into your body that you you're like anything, like driving a car. Like you know, you just subconsciously know what to do. And, you know, obviously acting is about being being in a moment and being being aware. And, you know, and, and the Disney show, it's like, you know, like most Disney shows we know, or if not all, mm. they're so big. Like, yeah. everything is huge. You know, we had fireworks. We had a flying carpet. We, like, you know, subtleties in acting can go so missing. <laughs> but in saying that, it was important for us as, you know, peers working alongside each other to keep it, to keep it fresh. And also for the audience, of course, like, 
first and foremost they're your paying customers yeah and um so basically i mean like i'd always have a routine i i find that routine is always healthy but then i also like sometimes i love breaking my my own routine like and i think that's what keeps you fresh is when you you know you remember what it was like in rehearsals like a lot of that time in rehearsals was just going by dangerous is the wrong word but just just to make mistakes like mm. just to to be dangerous in in your offers and whatnot and mind you it's it's a very solidified show we're already basically told what to do but it was important for my own brain to feel like i was inventing and creating and i still and i and i did that night to night i would you know as long as long as what the audience see is a nail head of difference yeah. between yesterday's audience and tomorrow's audience yeah the world the world in your own mind can actually be quite um incredible to uh help myself to feel fresh and so i you know that that would basically and that's and that's that it actually takes a lot of work to do that and actually i'm so grateful that i stayed on that show for as long as i did because it gave me the time to practice that yeah um because naturally you know you're fighting uh you're fighting the slope of uh slowly getting used to something you know and people get bored like you know as in like yeah, as an actor you know you want to be doing something so different from one day to the next that of course after two years of doing the same the same you know lines and being in the same spot and whatnot uh it does get to a point where you want to um you know be creative again you feel like you lose that that buzz mm. but in saying that finding the buzz is why you get paid exactly exactly <laughs> and so and that that's and that's the challenge it's a new kind of challenge you know it's a very different challenge to finding you know things in the rehearsal room it, it becomes the next challenge because the show essentially freezes um once you leave the rehearsal space and it's on you as the actor to keep it fresh and mm. so i think that's been um something i've learned along the way is that you know it's it's the things you can do inside that gives you the, the audience the same result outside but makes you feel like you know you're still you're still crafting yeah exactly and you i mean you, your character is a part of a trio and so you essentially spent the whole show with those two other fellas i'm guessing that Absolutely. forges a, a very strong friendship that, that way well and that's the other thing too is that ends up being its own challenge in itself because there'll be days where you know as a trio you you are three you're collectively one you know you're one entity and you have to work together mm. so if i was having an off day if i was feeling like oh i'm not just i'm not feeling it today or whatnot you know the other the others would flag that it's not like i'd just be like i'm not feeling it today but that's okay because i just do my own thing it's actually like i'm not feeling it today i need to figure this out because those boys will you know at the time yeah. it was adam john and, and troy sussman mm. and um at the time, you know, it's one of those things where you go, I need to figure this out because they will pick up on that. Yeah. Um, but also in a positive way where if I picked up on that with any of those guys, we help each other out. You know, right. we might, we, we do something or, or you know, or we, <laughs> unprofessional alarm here, or we be cheeky and kind of, you know, do something <laughs> that's been a little out of rehearsal that... Uh, to wake them up. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it keeps us fresh. Yeah. So, um, which, is, which is part of the fun. Great. And now I'll, I'll uh, very quickly on to the next, I guess, phase of your career. You, you made the move across to London. Um, I did. And had a bit of luck there playing the titular character in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, That's right. How was it tackling such an iconic character? It was, it was loads of fun. It was epic and it was probably the hardest show I may ever do. Yeah. Uh, that sing just, alone, man. I'm just in awe of your ability <laughs> to get those was, notes out. It was, 
was, oh, look, it was an incredible challenge. I didn't know I had that role in me. I, if people say what, you know, if before that people had said, what role will you play? I would not have known to say Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. I, um, I discovered that when the audition came through and I fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, to be honest, that production, it was the open air, Regent's Park open air theatre production uh, transferring into the Barbican Centre in London. And that, that specific production was so, like, it was just timing and fortuitous that I was in the country at the time because, mm. like, Jesus had to, the, the brief for Jesus was, you know, guitar playing, singing, like, you know, it's kind of, it wasn't, it was more about the music than the narrative. The narrative got told naturally, mm. but it was about, you know, like, we, I had a handheld mic the whole way through and it was kind of a very full circle moment back into, like I was saying at the start of the interview, back in my, like, like, you know, just guitar and singing days when mm. I was 13, 14, you know, during school. Were and you was... doing um, Ron de Joms and Jetés across the stage as well then? <laughs> I was like, I still got it, guys. I still got it. No, I was too busy getting whipped. <laughs> although it was very much the same kind of discipline that mm. I would have gotten from the ballet. Like, I was getting whipped into shape. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, look, it was, it was one of those things where it just, it was a full circle moment where, you know, it was very much... Um, it's such a it's such an elemental version of the show mm. that I kind of got to really yeah just show my strengths, which was everything that the role had to offer and more. And I you know and I had to work hard at it. I really you know I didn't have the vocal stamina at the start. During the audition process was really hard because they were testing me. Mm. Um, you know I think I sang the the one of the big songs Jesus sings, if not a, the biggest song ever, which is Gethsemane. Oh God. And, um, in the audition process, which I went in about eight or nine times, um, you know, I, I think I sang it maybe like 14 times in one week in front of a panel. And, um, it was just like, it was the ultimate, uh, athleticism like test where you just had to show. And it was just one of those moments where I just knew I had to get this and, you know, I fought very hard for it mm. and I was so glad I got to do it. And, and also very lucky and, and very grateful. Great. Yeah. It's such a, such a cool role and, uh, and, Looks great in any CV. <laughs> it's become one of my all-time favorite shows. I mean, I listen to the soundtrack so much, uh, getting pumped up for it. And honestly, yeah. the, the cast that I got to play alongside and the band were just unreal. It was just, you know, why that's why the show is running fifty years on, yeah. you know, like to such success. And you see why when you're in it. It's just, it's a very special, special show. Mm. Uh, well, Rob, I think that's all we have time for, mate. Thank you so much for joining me. Ah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the chats. No worries. I mean, there's still so much more in there we need to get into, so I'll have to have you back on again one day. Yeah, that sounds good. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever you want. That would be amazing. Wonderful. So, um, uh, guys, make sure you check out Hope New Works in particular. You can follow Rob on his personal Instagram title, which is... Uh, I think it's at. I think it's my name. Oh, Robert there you go. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes, um, uh, as well as make sure you follow along with Hope. Check out the new the new developments. Um, and yeah, Rob, thank thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, Thanks for having me. Uh, hopefully, you can become the chief venue officer again sometime soon. All right, guys, make sure you um, you follow, uh, give it a like, a subscribe. All of that helps me reach a wider audience. And uh, I'll see you guys the next time around.